St. John's Nation, thank you for once again tuning in to St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church Podcast. This podcast comes from our own Pastor Michael H. L. Robinson Sr. titled, We Should Accept God's Plan. This is Youth Sunday, and as we know, the youth is our future, and without them, there is no future for our church. So this selection comes from our youth choir, and one of them I nicknamed Peppermint. I hope you enjoy this election and be blessed.
And we thank God for giving us a presence of mind and know that he is God and besides him there is um, none other. This is the day that the Lord has made, church, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Wherever you find yourself, whatever um, life situation is, know that God is able to sustain you. Amen. Amen. Certainly greet you this morning in the marvelous name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. And we thank God for him allowing his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. Amen. Um, certainly to all of the officers, members, and um, visiting friends of St. John, we thank you for joining us this morning. Um, be it you're on Facebook um, or you have joined us on Zoom, or perhaps you're going to join us on our podcast or even on our webpage. Amen. Uh, we ask this morning that as we prepare for our morning worship service that you would please, ma'ams and sirs, prepare your hearts and your mind and take this opportunity to invite someone to the service this morning. Um, on last week, we realized we had a very, very rough time on Facebook trying to get it up and running. It seemed that the devil was trying to be in the midst, but we know, amen, um, but based on the word of God, anytime God is in the midst, the enemy always shows up, amen, amen. I know I got a witness out there, amen. And also, as you join us on Facebook, amen, even on Zoom and the other outlets, um, even if you join us a little bit later, when you do join us, if you, you hear the word going, it's okay to say amen. If you have some comments, you can have a little conversation while we're going along, amen. want to make this as interactive as we can. Um, the more interaction we have, the better it is for each and every one of us, amen. Um, so we do thank you, amen, certainly to my wife, um, Sister Angel, God bless you, I thank God for you. To all of the mothers of St. John, uh, we thank God for you, and we pray that you're doing well. Um, Lord, well, if there's anything that you all need, please reach out and let us know. Certainly to the deacons um, of this church and the deaconesses, um, the, the various ministries, amen, our youth ministry, amen. And certainly our hats are off to our AB team, amen. They travel every week to make sure that God's word can go forth, amen. Um, certainly we had a, 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 a grand time, and when the Senate's been a couple of Sundays ago in our anniversary service, uh, we're still feasting on that word from Minister Jordan Gibbs, amen. Um, who currently resides in Atlanta, amen, but he hails right here out of St. Mary's, Georgia, amen. So we thank God for you and pray that God will just continually strengthen you and keep you and cover you and give you a fresh anointing every single day, amen. We're going to bow just for a word of prayer. Our Father and our great God, this morning we stand in humble submission of you, God. Thank you, God, for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to come into this place once again. We pray, God, that wherever we stand, God, wherever the people may sit, God, wherever they may be driving, Father God, wherever they are observing your service, we pray, God, that you would transform their place into a place of worship. We ask you, God, you just allow your spirit to meet us and move our hearts and minds towards you, God. We pray even now, God, that as we preach, we teach your word, God, as we proclaim your word today. We ask you, God, you would please, sir, touch someone's heart, compel someone to give their life over to your son, Jesus Christ, that they can taste the goodness of you and they can experience eternal life when your son returns, Father. We commend these services now into your hand, Lord. We say, Lord, have thine way. We ask it all in Jesus' name and for his name's sake we do pray. Amen. And certainly, amen, the Lord brings my members, amen, we thank God for that devotional service um, from our youth department, amen. We thank God um, for just bringing us a good song this morning, amen. And certainly it is our youth Sunday, um, but we're looking forward to the day when God brings us all back together we can fellowship and um, do a little bit more for our youth, for we know that the children are not only the future of our world, but they're the future of the church, and we've got to teach them the way in which they should go, amen, and families, um, friends, and members, I ask that you don't give up on God in these times, and you don't give up on God in teaching your children the word, amen, amen, we ask you to please at this time prepare your hearts for our our giving, amen, at this time here we will receive our tithes and our offering, you can give on our Facebook, you can give on our webpage, um, you can also go to Giveify, I'm going to give life, amen, and donate there. So please take this opportunity to give, amen. Blessings from this offering now, God. Those who have given before now, God, who have sent their offering via the mail, those who dropped it off, and even those who have given electronically now, we pray, God, that wherever they may be, 
whatever their situation, you would bless them, God, and give them increase, God, according to your word, oh, Father God. Lord, we love you, and we pray you, and we ask, God, you would lead this church and utilize these finances to build thy kingdom, to spread thy word, and help someone, God, who stands in need. We ask it in Jesus' name, and for his name, take we do pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, and we thank God for what you have done this morning. Amen. The word does remind us it is better for us to give than to receive. Amen. Amen. And once again, even if you're just joining us, you can give at any time. Amen. If if you're paid on a certain day and you want to give then, you need not wait till Sunday morning. Give while it's on your heart. Amen. And that way the devil don't steal that from you. Um, this morning, we have a word coming out of Jeremiah. Um, we've been down this road a bit before. Jeremiah has a lot to say um, to God's people. And he has a lot to say to the church today. So if you would, join me in Jeremiah 29. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 29. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 29. And when you get there, we're going to go down to uh, around verse 8. Jeremiah 29. And we will read beginning at verse number 8. Uh, when you have it, just go ahead and say amen, amen. We're watching the screen, amen. We can see it, amen, on Facebook. If you have Jeremiah 29 and 8, just go ahead and say amen, amen. If you don't have it, amen, uh, we're going to pray that you get the amen. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 8 reads, But thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, Neither hearken to your dreams, which he calls to be dreams. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Thank you, God. But thus says the Lord, that after seventy years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you, in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Bow your head. Father God, gracious and mighty, strong to save. We surrender all to you now, God, asking that you move our hearts, our minds, to preach and proclaim your word, God. We pray, God, you would give us a word, O oh Lord God, that you are satisfied, that we edify this body of believers, and that you are glorified, Father. We pray, God, through the preaching of your word, God, someone will get delivered, someone will get saved, God, someone might be set free today, God. We love you. We praise God now as the Lord have thine way, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, and God keep you this morning. Um, our thought this morning is almost a comment. Amen. It's almost a comment. Um, we should expect what God plans. We should expect what God plans. One more time, we should expect what God plans. Now, if you notice in that in that thought, um, it addresses us, it addresses expectations, plans, and it addresses God. Um, but if you note also in there, it says we should, uh, meaning um, we, we, we should line ourselves up with what God desires, but should, it's a room for you to do something different. And we find that in the day that we live in, amen, many people are doing different, amen. Um, we, we realize, amen, that we have our own will, our own desires, and too often we follow after our own will and desires without even looking and expecting um, or even trying to find out what God's will is. But we should expect. Now expect, amen, that means we should anticipate, we should look for, we should believe that what God is going to do is going to happen. Amen. We should expect what God plans. Now with that, amen, what God plans, amen, that means what God's will is, amen. And God does have a will for our life. And I believe, amen, as we get started, um, too often we find um, that we're searching for our own will, our own desires, our own peace, our own happiness, and we're leaving God out of the equation. And I'm here to tell you, man, if you try to um, do things your way, you're going to find somebody in this world who will agree with you, somebody who's going to push you right along 
going down your own path. But when you go down your own path, it's like going down that wide and narrow path, amen. At the end, there's going to be destruction, amen. But if you find yourself, amen, going down that tough road, amen, that road that's real narrow, amen, maybe rocky every now and then, but you're going to find, amen, as you go down that straight and that narrow path, amen, everything is going to be all right, amen, because with all of the knots, all of the bumps, all of the bruises, amen, all of the waves, amen, God is the one that's going to bring you through those. So this morning, my thought is we should expect what God planned. Notice, amen, these words were written by Jeremiah, which I just read for you, and a letter to the captive in Babylon. Notice now who they're written to, amen. These are our first and foremost, they're God's people, but notice, amen, they're in captivity. Too often we believe that as God's people, amen, everything is going to be good and very good, amen. That's what God said in the beginning. He made it and we've done it. It was good and it was very good. But too often we think, amen, that we will not have troubles, we will not have captivities, in this life, you will have captives. Maybe you will not be like the children of Israel, amen, down in Babylon. Maybe you will not be like the children of Israel down in Egypt, but you will be captivated. You may own lockdown in your mind. Sometimes your body don't act right, amen. So you find yourself captive to whatever's going on, amen. Some folk really find themselves on lockdown, amen. They find themselves incarcerated, amen. But here's what happens here now. A large amount of God's people, a large amount of the Israelites, amen, they were carried away by Nebuchadnezzar. Now, I'm here to tell you this morning, amen, even though Nebuchadnezzar carried them away to a country that was far away from their homeland, they were never, ever too far away from God. How many know that God, amen, he made his old earth, amen, he sits high, he looks low, amen, his eyes upon the entire land, amen. So no matter where you are today, church, no matter how you feel, amen, maybe you feel abandoned, maybe you feel that you're all by yourself, you don't have a friend in this world, but somebody told me there's a friend in Jesus, amen. All you have to do is depend on him, amen. They were encouraged and exhorted, amen, by, by Jeremiah, amen, to build houses in this land. Notice now, they're in a strange land. They're in a foreign land, and they're under the rule of a dictator, amen. Guess what? He said, I want you to go ahead and live in peace in that land. Dang, preacher, that don't make sense to me. You tell me, man, while I'm going through my troubles, while I'm going through my trials, I need to have some peace. Yep, you can get the peace of God that surpasses all your understanding, and it will guard your heart, amen. Even when you're in a foreign land, even when you're going through troubles, thank you, Lord God. He said to me, man, I want you to develop your family. Build up your family, man. Nurture your family, man. Continue to teach your children the way of I want you to live in peace right where you are. God have mercy. This morning, church, I don't care what you're going through, what you're dealing with, amen. If you can just sit down and be still, amen, and look for it and expect the salvation of God, amen, you can have some peace in your life, amen. But if you can't have peace when you're going through trouble, amen, that means your peace is false and it's brought on by somebody else. Help me out, Lord. Every now and then we find that people, they will search for peace. I've told you this before. In other folks, and other things, in other places, amen. And if you find it, it's there, it's not peace at all. But when all those things go away, when the lights go out in Georgia, then you're going to find, amen, you're all in trouble, you're mad and upset. But here, amen, he told them, amen, I want you to develop your families. I want you to live in peace right where you are. How long? Not forever. But until the Lord comes and bring you out of your mess. Woo! Thank you, God. Trouble don't last always, and God is waiting for his time to bring you through. Church, can you wait on the Lord? Can you be of good courage while you're waiting on the Lord? Can you live peaceably, amen, with all men while you're waiting on the Lord, amen? If you got God in you, you can do it. But if you don't have him, amen, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, but notice what happens here. At this particular time, there was a general feeling of uneasiness. We, we, we can relate to that. Right now in our country, there's a general sense of uneasiness, amen, because of all that's going on, the division, amen, the divisiveness, amen, the killing of folk, amen, the, the, the racism, all of these things bring a general uneasiness to us, amen, and with that, amen, others were also there. Notice now, the Israelites are here, but guess what? There's some other folk there also. Let me take this equipment and let you know something. I don't care who you are, what color you are, what you're dealing with. One, you're not the only one dealing with it. 
You're not the only race dealing with some stuff. Everybody has some stuff they deal with. But see, there's something about our problem. See, preacher, you don't understand. When it's my problem, it's different. No, your problem is like some other problem, except now it's in your yard. I mean, everyone is going through things that has been gone through before. The Bible declares that there is absolutely, unequivocally, nothing new under the sun. Keyword: there's nothing new under the sun. Your troubles, your trials, your tribulations, your heartaches, your headache, the stuff your children doing, I mean, it's not new. Amen. And oh, by the way, at the same time, somebody else is going through what you're going through. That's why in this age, we've developed so many help groups, amen, people who are like-minded, who have like troubles, who have like tribulations, they come together and talk about their experiences. Notice now, those of you who have dealt with this virus called COVID-19, amen, those of you who went through, there's folk who've been through all and they're talking about their experiences to help each other get over. But Jeremiah will tell them right where you are, I want you to have some peace, amen, and you're not the only one that's impacted. They did not see the rest, they could not find rest under the yoke of bondage. Why? Because they did not have that peace with God. Notice, it is not by chance that Israel is in bondage. It is because of something that God is trying to develop in them. Maybe you're saying, well, brother preacher, I'm going through right now, and I bend my knees to God just like old Daniel did. I did it three times a day. Every opportunity, I trusted in God. But there's something in you that God is still trying to develop. God is trying to get you to trust him just a little bit more. I'm a believer, amen, when we reach perfection on this side, amen, as close as we can get to perfection, that's when God is going to bring us home. So while you're here, amen, and God has you going through, just go through, amen, and have peace. Know that there's something God's trying to fix on you. Let me talk to you preachers just for a minute. Evangelists and prophets and all the rest of me, when you think you got it going on in it, when you think everything's all right, and all that you do is preach to somebody else in me, and you don't preach to yourself in me, you got a problem in me because you think you've arrived in me, but you have not arrived until you see God in glory. Thank you, Lord. So he told them, amen, I just want you to hold on in me, but they were finding it hard. Now, how, how can we tell they were finding it hard? Because the word shows us, amen, that they were constantly plotting. They were planning, and they was trying to continually have some kind of rebellion to get out of their trouble. Anyone ever been there? You find yourself in trouble, instead of trying to seek God's will, you're going to try to find your own will, and then you're going to impose your will on God. Have mercy. You're going to impose your will on God. See, here's the thing about God. I mean, he is not bound to move by your proposals, amen, but God is bound to move by his promises that he's made to the people. I mean, stop saying, God, I propose you do this. You may not use that word, but then God, here's what I want you to do. Who made you God? Notice, amen, when God set up in the heavenly and he created the heaven and earth, he didn't consult me. He didn't consult you. He didn't consult anybody but him, himself, and his son, and his spirit. Amen. Let us make man in our own image. He didn't consult nobody else. So why would he need to consult you now? Your matter seems weighty, but it's not that big, church. Not compared to all that's going on. Jeremiah, he, unlike the rest of the folk, amen, he assured the people that they had been sent into this land by God. We, we can't understand that. We can't comprehend it. So, Brother Priest, you're telling me, amen, they're in bondage. They've been beaten. They've been killed because God sent them to that land. See, it's a hard thing for us as believers to grab a hold to the fact that God would allow trouble. going through troubles, when you find the trials of life coming your way, stop trying to get out of it and just try to find out what is God trying to do? What is God trying to say to me? Say, when you find the troubles in God, what are you saying to me, Lord? Speak, God. Make it clear to me, God. Make it plain to me. What are your thoughts? And let me tell you something, church. 
Your thoughts are not God's thoughts, and God's thoughts are not your thoughts. You know not what God is thinking. I'm going to show you that later on, amen. But he tried to get them to just kind of settle down, amen. He encouraged them to find peace in the city where they were, where they dwelt, amen. Um, and he promised them that in due time, the Lord would again plant them in their own land. In other words, in due time, God is going to bring you out of what you are going through. Some folk, it seems like trouble just keep knocking. Sickness comes. Death comes. Famine comes. Pestilence comes. And he says, God, when is it going to stop? In due time. When is the due time? I don't know. I don't know God's timeline. But I know one thing, man. If you hold on until the end, you shall be saved. You will be preserved. And you'll be carried back to that place that God has prepared for you. Fret not. God has you covered, church. So, Jim, I try to encourage him there. And today, amen, I ask you. When there's a heavy yoke of burden, they're unable and unwilling to believe that it's God's plan. There's no way you're going to tell me that God allowed this bad thing to happen to me. Yes, if he sent his children out of the land that they were in, down to Egypt for 430 years, and they were slaves, why would God do anything different to you? Why did God send them down to Egypt, church? We ain't talking about these folk right now, but why did he initially send them down to Egypt? Because he knew the thoughts that he had for them. The thoughts of good. What do you mean the thoughts of good? Even though they were down there making brick, amen, with not all of the ingredients they did, they did it by the grace of God. Why did God do this? God took them out of the land where a famine was and sent them down and let the master feed them all that they needed. God knows the plans he has for you. So when things seem to be going bad for the church, remember the they could be worse. But above that, I mean, God is taking care of you. Remember, everything don't have to be going perfect for it to be going according to God's will. Because then God said it is perfect according to his will. Your will is not God's will. Your way is not God's way. Amen. So with this, and we find, amen, that when the burdens come in, people are unwilling to believe it's God's plan. But I'm here to tell you, if you would consult God, if you bend your knees just a little bit, amen, if you would trust God and you would listen to God, you would realize, like, wow, this is God's will for my life, that he had an expected end for me, and that it's good and not a bad. Notice what happens here. Um, sometimes people, when they see leaders who are tyrants, who are dictators, who are brutal, they look at that can't be God's will. God could not have allowed this. Don't you know that everything that is God allowed it to be? Had a conversation, particular conversation with a with a minister, and we're talking about some things and somehow things are gonna be with the elections and who's gonna be in office and said with this person in office, God ain't got nothing to do with that. Here's what Jesus said. Then said Pilate unto Jesus, Speak thou not unto me, nor thou not that I have power to crucify thee. I'm over in John chapter 18. Um, and have power to release thee. Then over in 19, then Jesus answered, Thou couldest not have power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivereth me unto you has a greater sin. Christ said, you can't do nothing to me. You have no power except the power that God has given you. I don't care who our leader is, God allowed it to be. 
in some cases. And check yourself, church, because of your desires, because of our collective desires, we start looking at greed. We want an economy that's flourishing. We want this. We want that. We want everything the way we want it. And God said, okay, you are asking for someone who's going to do those things for you, no matter how wretched they are, how much they don't care for, they don't desire God. I mean, they will not even acknowledge God as Lord and Savior, and you want them, so guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to give them to you. He said, this preacher done bumped his head. Notice, if you will, Israel, in their early life, amen, they looked down, they saw all these other nations. They had a king. The king led them into war. The king helped them prosper. And they said, we need a king. God said, you don't need a king. I'm your Lord. But they wanted one so bad. So what did God do? God allowed them to have a king and Saul. And he ran tyrannical over them until God said, it repented me the very day that I made you. And God eventually took him out. But no matter what's going on, church, and y'all listen to me real good here now. I don't care how much you get upset and you get up and on right now. Don't you touch those folk who God has placed in position. You leave them right there and you let God deal with them. Amen. That's from your preachers in your church to all of the other officials. And oh, by the way, those folk in the leadership of the world, don't you get in the uprising against nobody. The silliness they did up in Michigan, they're going to get in an uprising, going to try to take over the governorship. That ain't right. God ain't pleased with those things, church. That's exactly what was going on in this world. They had rebellion. They had uprising because they didn't like the way things were. Not realizing that God had allowed this to be. All of the trouble that we have, God allows it. Some he orchestrates. Why? Because it's something that God wants to develop in us. Notice what, what, what the Lord says once again. I'm going to go a little further. He says these words here. He said, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there's no power but of God. The power that be ordained of God, whosoever therefore resists the power of my leadership, resists the orders of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. But rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. That's over Romans chapter 13. That's what the Lord says, amen. So don't get all upset. But do like Jeremiah want them to do. Find peace in the place that you are. We almost said it. All my people, when they're in such position, they as a Jew in Babylon, they were in danger in two ways. Either one, they would build up their hopes in what the false prophets were saying. Did Jeremiah preached peace. As Jeremiah preached the word of God, as Jeremiah told them, amen, to find peace with her, the false prophets, they know this ain't the will of God. God's willing to rise up and you get out of God's and bring you out of this. And God says, no, I'm going to visit you again in my appointed time, which is after 70 years. It's going to come. I don't know what your 70 years are, church. I have no idea. But you need to wait for God's appointed time to be brought out. Amen. So the false prophets, amen, they would also lead them to a false expectation. Notice, they lead them to a false expectation. As if we should expect what God's plan is. We should expect to receive what God has for us. People have a tendency to listen to folks who are speaking contrary to the word of God and not lining up with the word of God before they listen to someone speaking the word of God. Amen. What this had the potential of doing, amen, is one, it can make them bitter and resentful. Amen. When you have the enemy telling you one thing here, and God's man of God will tell you something over here, amen, and the two collide, you get bitter and resentful because what God's man is saying, you've got to eat this bitter pill. You've got to swallow this here, amen. Christ asked the Lord, hey, can't you let this cup pass me? He said, no. He said, nevertheless, your will be done, God. Your will, Father, not mine. We should take the mind of Christ. For the word does say, let this mind be in you, which also is in Christ Jesus. Christ said, Nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. Ask God for his will to be done. Jeremiah, he had a great task. He had to break down and overcome the false hopes given by the false prophets and turn the people's heart toward the true and living God, thus allowing the people to have the right expectation from God. Church, do you have the right expectation from God or have you proposed to God what you desire and you desire God to allow your proposal to trump his promises. 
I don't know about you, church, but I'd rather have the promise of God any day over than what I propose. Because the Bible tells me, amen, that God's ways, they're higher and they're better than my own ways, amen. I'm making it personal, amen. So for you, I don't care when your mind says do different than what God's word says, what the record says. You go through and say, you know what? I'm going to bring myself under subjection, under the power of God, and God, your will be done. And we know that God is going to take care of us. Jeremiah warned them against expecting, listen good, he warned them against expecting more than God had promised, and he quickened, and he awakened their souls for them to look at, at and for the fulfillment of what God had promised. Look for what God has for you. Now, how do I get there, preacher? You've got to spend some time with the Lord. You've got to spend some time in the Word. You've got to spend some time on your knees. You've got to spend some time in worship. You've got to bring yourself under subjection. I shared a while back some years ago. There's some things going on, and I'm like, God, why are you allowing this to be? God, why don't you move this out of the way? God, take this away. Move it. God, may, I'm asking you, God. God, you said I can ask, and it would be done. You know what the Lord told me? He said, you must bring your own self under subjection. Wasn't doing anything crazy. But say, you must bring your own self under subjection. Under subjection what? The power of the Holy Spirit. Under subjection of the word. Bring your subjection. That's nothing more than control. When we find ourselves not fasting, not praying, not spending time with God. Him and ask him to show him the building of the temple. Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left one stone upon another that should not be thrown down. And as he said upon the mountain of Olives, listen good, the disciples came into him privately saying, Tell us when these things shall be, and what shall be the signs of thy coming. Listen good, church, and the end of the world. He want to know when is the end of the world. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall Christ time that happened. He said, it's going to happen. They're going to come in my name. And today we're seeing that many folk are coming to you in the name of Christ. When Christ didn't send them to tell you that everything is well, they'll tell you tomorrow you're going to be better, and you find out tomorrow you're worse. Ooh, follow me good if you look at the news. I've noticed one would always say how the virus is going to go away, how children don't get sick, how this don't affect teenagers, how it's just going to vanish. And every time those words are said, which is contrary to the word of God, God has always shown the opposite. Time is that children won't get sick. What happened? Children got sick. Time is that the virus is going to go away. Numbers wrapped up. Time is that I can't get sick. Then you get sick. Church, don't follow those who are falsely leading God's people. We've got this thing to go through, and we've got to trust God that in his appointed time, he is going to bring us through. All you need to do is trust in the Lord. The Bible says, trust in the Lord. Lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Church, I implore you this morning to trust God. Don't trust what you see. Don't trust what you hear. Just trust in the true and the living God. And by and by, after a while, God will bring you through. But if you don't trust in God, if you are following these quick way out, you start following these false prophets, you're going to be in trouble. Let's take a quick station break. False prophets, it is not just those folk who are standing in the church proclaiming words that's contrary to God. There's folk in the street, in your jobs, in your families, they're saying that things are going to happen that God has not said. False prophets. Amen. They're prophesying falsely. They're coming to their own thing. Why? They know what you want to hear. You ever been in a place where you really had a desire for something, and for some reason, God just kept holding that thing 
and everything. I've got the resume. I smell good. I sound right. I do this to God. I have to. I need this God. God just kept it holding me. And finally, God said, "Okay, you want it? I'm gonna let you have it." And then you get it. And said, God, why did you give me this here? This is a mess. I ain't no shit. He was like this. I didn't know this job was that bad. Everybody been there before. Amen, somebody. Been there, done that. Amen. Say, God, for now, I want to submit to your will. But he started allowing them to have what they wanted. And notice what Christ says in Matthew 24 and 11. It says, and many false prophets shall rise. Listen good. Many false prophets shall rise. And guess what's going to happen? They shall deceive many. People are always looking for good news. If you find somebody who agree with you on everything, something's wrong. Every now and then, you're going to have a disagreement. If you've ever been married, it happens. You're going to have a disagreement. That don't mean you're not in love. That means we just disagree. We're all brought up different. I mean, we're all cut from different cloths, short of the cloth of Christ. We are a little different. We're male, we're female, and then we're young, we're old, we're more mature. But with that, amen, that doesn't mean anything. When folk disagree with me, I'm, I'm okay with it. But if you always agree with me, I'm like, wait a minute now. You're going to have me in the train wreck because you won't tell me what the truth is. Verse 23 of that same chapter, Matthew 24, here's what it says now. Then, if any man just said to you, lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. But there shall arise false Christ. False prophet, what a false Christ, Antichrist. Antichrist. Different sermon, different time. And false prophets. Different sermon, different time. And shall show great signs and wonders. Please hear me good, church. Great signs and wonders, and so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. If it's possible, those of you who have your hand Firmly on the grasp of Christ and you're bound and determined that you not let go, you will not be deceived because you're spending time with the Lord. You have the Spirit of the Lord and you have those who don't, those of you who are playing church, those who are pretending to be saved, those who are acting like you're sanctified, amen. When these false Christs and false prophets come, you will be deceived. So you need to get right and get right now for the sun is going down and it's getting late. And if not careful, you will get deceived. You will drink the Kool-Aid, as I said. You will take the mark. And once you take it, it's a done deal, church. Ain't no going back. No going back. He says, behold, they're going to say he's in the desert, he's in the secret place. And many folks shall believe it. Notice what happened with Jeremiah. Many of these false prophets, they were saying that God has already made a way out for you. Take this way. No, God has designed you to go through whatever you're going through today. Remember that. Whatever you're going through, God has allowed you to go through that. You need to seek God's will in what you're going through. Let me hasten to a close. Here's what God says. My, my final thought here. God is thinking about you. Church, those who are not even saved yet, God is thinking about you. Those who are, are, are saved, those who are sanctified, those who are filled with the Holy Spirit, though you're going through, God is thinking about you. Those who are not saved, God is thinking about you, and he has thought about you from the very foundation of the earth. Those who are not saved, God said, I love you so much that I sent my son to die for you. I had you on my mind. I'm trying to figure out how to get you out of your mess. You tried it, but I found your way out, and your way out is through Christ. And those who are filled with the Holy Ghost, your way out still remains in Christ. You've got to keep your hands on the plow. You've got to keep trusting in God. Even though you're going through, even though the boat may be rocking and rolling, amen, waves may be coming over the bow, amen, trouble may be on every side, there may be no peace in sight, but you stand still and wait, and you see the salvation of God, you wait for God to bring you through, and everything will be all right. God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you. But preacher, how can God say with loving kindness has he drawn me and I'm going through all of this 
because you're still complaining about your situation instead of trusting in God. Instead of complaining, won't you lift your holy hands and give God some praise, give God some glory, and watch him bring you through. See, that's the thing. If you want to get the enemy all confused and upset, why are you going through your troubles and your trials and tribulations when it just don't make sense? Go ahead and give God some praise. Say, God, I thank you for my troubles. I thank you for my headache, for my heartache, God, because I know this is your will for me, and God, you are thinking about me, because if I wasn't on your mind, I would not be able to give you any praise right about now, because now I can see through the clouds. I can see the sunshine on the other side of the cloud. I can see. Proposing to God. I'm talking to somebody this month three times. Stop proposing to God what you want and start trying to find yourself standing on the promises of God. Jeremiah, he continued to preach to the people that this is what God says. He says, God says, I have not sent them. That's the false prophet, says the Lord. But thus says the Lord that 70 years. After 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you. In other words, I'm going to bring you through after 70 years. And notice, I'm going to bring you through. And I'm going to perform my good word. Notice, he said a good word. He said, I'm going to perform my good word. Grab a hold of it now. God says, I'm going to perform my promises that I've given to you. Amen. So I'm going to bring you through and I'm going to perform my word. God is not a man that he should lie. No, God is not even one that he has to repent of me. God says, I'm going to perform my good word where? Towards you and causing you to return to this place. That place of prosperity, that place of success, that place of having your right mind, that place of having your right bearing. God's going to bring you back to it, but you got to go through what God has you going through. Ain't no shortcuts. Finally, here's what the Lord says. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. God is not trying to mess you up. God is trying to make you over to give you an expected end. What is the expected end? The promise that God has for you. Here's the problem. We look at God as we look at people. The way we look at people, people say, child, I've been thinking about you. How and what have you been thinking? Ask somebody that the next time. What have you been thinking about me? You might be surprised what they tell you. But see, God says, I have thoughts for you. You're constantly on my mind. I have thoughts of good and not evil. Some folk, they say, I've been thinking about you and they've been plotting your demise the whole time. And we're so silly and unspiritual that we're walking in the flesh and we're believing everything they say, even though God's saying, child of God, watch out, there's a trap for you out there, and you're about to fall. And I don't know God, that's my friend. I know she'll stab me 10 times, but that's my friend. She don't mean to God, but she stabbed you. I ain't in nobody's business. But here, God said, I know the thoughts I have for you, but I'm like people just kind of think about you sometimes. Not what you expect, but what God expects. Let your expectation be gone and expect what God has for you, church. Will you do that today? Father God, even now in the name of Jesus the Christ, our Lord and Savior, we bless you, we praise you, we thank you, God. We pray, God, you would just allow our will and our desires to be lost in you, Father God. Even now, God, we surrender ourselves over to you. We pray, God, that even now you will make us over, God. Whatever you have, each of us going through, God, we pray that you just strengthen us, O oh Lord God, for this journey and allow us, God, to realize that you have allowed us to be in this place. And in some cases, you have brought us to this place, O oh Lord God, because there's things you need to develop in us, Father God. Lord God, those who need a closer walk, I pray even today, God, that you would draw them, God, closer and closer to you, God. Lord God, those who during these times have Turn their back on you. They're trusting in other gods. Did men, did things, did play, whatever, God. They're trusting in other gods. I pray, God, you touch their heart today. Convict them 
today, God, to recommit. I pray even now, Lord God, those who are not saved and they've heard your voice, realizing, God, that while they're going through, that you have been sustaining them. Father God, for your word declares that while we were yet dead in our sins and trespasses, you allowed your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, O oh Lord God. So even now, God, I pray that you just allow your word to accomplish its will today, Father God, and save us, God. And as we go through these here tumultuous times in this life, help us, God, to seek your face, not to look at numbers, not to look at statistics, not to look at what other people think, but to look to you, God, the author and the finisher of all faith, God, that we can walk that straight and that narrow path. We tell you, thank you, God, in Jesus' name, amen. This morning, church, if you're here, and you have not given your life over to Christ, and you desire to receive Christ Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, we extend an opportunity to you now to give your life over to God. If there's one for Christ, we ask that you just kind of just hold your hand up where you are. If you're on Facebook, go ahead and put it there, I want to be saved. Uh, put it out there, I want to be saved. Because Christ said, if you'd be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. If you've heard the word this morning and you desire and you need to be saved, Put it out there. I want to be saved, and we're going to pray with you this morning. Amen. If you're at home and you don't have access to the Facebook, you're looking at us on Zoom, or even if just on our podcast, we're going to pray with you this morning. Amen. Just turn your hearts and minds over to Christ. Amen. We're going to lead you to salvation. Amen. Amen. Here's what the Word says, and then we're going to pray. Uh, we're going to read Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 14 for you. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then he asked a question. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? We preach the word for you this morning, and you've heard the word. Said, confess to your mouth the Lord Jesus. God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son. I believe that you sent him to die for us, God. I believe that he died. And God, I believe in my heart that you have raised him up from the dead. So please, Lord, save me now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you receive Christ today, please uh, reach out and let us know that you have received Christ. Let your family and let your friends know that you have received Christ. And everyone's not going to accept it. Some will, just like these false, false prophets in Jeremiah, try to get you to turn and go a different way. Perhaps your family came up with some other um, religious ideologies that was contrary to Christ. But know that the word says, and no man cometh to the Father, that's God, except through Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you and God keep you until next week.